Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Nick Costos from You Better You Bet with Nick and Ken. Well, it's Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. I was going to say Nick and Ken Barkley. Nick, thanks for joining the show, big dog. What's going on? Good to be on with you guys. Um, we literally just broke down sides, totals, props, and parlays. Ryan promised us 17 player props. He gave us one. So that's why we called you. We want to know, what do you love in this game from a prop standpoint? And then we're going to try to pivot into side and total. I really don't have much, guys, unfortunately, from uh, for side and total in this game. Oh, um, also, great to be out with, great to be out with everybody. I think it's, yeah, of course. Great. You got it. <laughs> I think it's really difficult. Um, Patriots, it's like, who's going to get the ball in the passing game? I mean, it could be Myers. It could be Bourne. It could be Aguilar. It could be Hunter Henry. I think it's just kind of tough. Like it's basically throwing darts for me, at least the way I the way I've tried to handicap it. I just I don't trust any of those guys any more than the others. The numbers all look right to me. I think it's impossible to handicap the Patriots' run game because who knows? Like who's going to get the ball tonight? Is it going to be Harris? Is it going to be Stevenson? Some combination of both. So I think that's really tough. And on the Atlanta side, like is it going to be Mike Davis or Wayne Gallman running the football with Patterson inactive and receiving wise? Like you would think that Belichick's going to be all double or bracket Kyle Pitts try to take him out of the game. He's also the only like good player that the Falcons have on offense. So, I mean, I wouldn't want to bet his over or under. I just think it makes it really tough. And then receiving-wise, like, it's like Gage, Zacchaeus, and Sharp are all, all in the same range. So, um, I only bet one prop for this game. I have a bunch of anytime touchdown scores, but one yards prop. I bet uh, Tajay Sharp over 26.5 receiving yards, mm. only because he's the Falcons wide receiver with the lowest yardage prop, and I'll take the guy with the lowest one, and that is Sharp. Uh, don't really feel great about it. Do have some anytime touchdown props as well, but that's kind of my rationale for why I don't have that many prop bets on tonight's game. Give us the anytime. So I want to hear the anytime touchdown props. I'm interested. Uh, well, Hayden Hurst is out tonight for the Falcons. He is normally like their second tight end along with Kyle Pitts. So stepping into that role of the number two tight end and potentially getting targets in the red zone is not the former St. Louis Cardinals closer, but Falcons tight end Lee Smith at 11 to one. So I got a little Lee Smith. Wayne Gallman is plus 280. I feel like he should have the same odds as Mike Davis. Um, I could easily see Gallman getting the ball down by the goal line. Out of all the Patriots wide receivers, uh, Bourne is the one with the uh, with the longest odds, plus 275. So played a little bit of Kendrick Bourne as well. And Zacchaeus gets, gets end zone targets, which is bizarre to me. So Zacchaeus, uh, anytime touchdown as well. Yeah, Nick, I hate all the props tonight, but I'm probably going to play a bunch coming up on Sunday at 425. Cowboys Chiefs, Chiefs two and a half point favorites. The total is 55 and a half. Any, uh, anything you're looking at in this game, whether it's the total, the side, or any uh, – players are going to be uh, focusing in on as far as props. Yeah, it's kind of wait. want to wait to see like Friday, Saturday, what the numbers are going to be when they open up. Um, and you better, you mentioned sponsor Bed Rivers for the game. But as far as the side is concerned, uh, I'm going to bet Dallas, but I want to get three. Um, honestly, like I want to have action on the game because it's going to be an awesome game and I'm going to want to bet it. Uh, so I'm going to bet Dallas no matter what, but I want to get three. I think I'm going to get it with Dallas. Um, I made the game Kansas City minus one and a half. Like I can't get to three. So three becomes a pretty easy bet for me on Dallas. Um, I think there's a case to be made that Dallas is better than Kansas City, should be favored on a neutral. Um, Kansas City does not merit two and a half to three points of home field advantage. So Dallas becomes a pretty easy play for me. So I'm going to be on the Cowboys. No play on the total. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be interested in the over, because why wouldn't they, with Dallas and Kansas City? Just like a word of advice, like a word of caution. Uh, when you have a total this high in the NFL, like mid to high 50s, um, you basically need everything to go right in order to cash it over. Chiefs like, are one getting thing healthy, goes wrong, too. Red zone. Yeah, yeah, like red zone turnover, field goal. Um, I, I just think it becomes like very problematic to bet overs at totals this high. Not that it can't be 41-38. Like, of course it could be, just that uh, I'm not going to have interest in betting it. So uh, I'm going to bet the Cowboys. 
I want to get three, but I'll probably take two and a half. That's all. That's all I get. Nick, you are the person that I lean on for the Giants. They are now ten and a half point dogs against the Bucks. I know. I feel like I kind of know who the Giants are, but I don't really feel like I know who the Bucks are because they should destroy them. But my gut tells me that it, they won't. That it will be a, a close game, and at least one ten point or better underdog has won outright the past three weeks. What what say you from a betting and a fan perspective? Well, fan perspective, I want the Giants to lose every game so the uh, the coaching staff gets fired and the general manager gets fired. So <laughs> fan wise, like I feel like that's like I'm that's how I show I'm a true fan. Yeah. When I take the, the blue colored glasses off and I root for what's best for the future of the franchise, which is them to lose in atrocious fashion every game for the remainder of the season until everyone gets fired. Um, as far as the betting perspective goes on this game, like I still think there's some injury information to be gleaned on the Tampa side. Like the Giants ostensibly will be the healthiest they've been all season. Coming off the bye week, um, Saquon's going to be back, Tony, Galladay, et cetera. For Tampa, like I think we kind of need to wait to see, like, well, like, uh, is Brady going to get all his weapons back? We probably won't find that until Saturday, which basically serves as the Friday injury report for a Monday night game. I can tell you every, I tell you, uh, tell you three this though: um, if Tampa gets some guys back and the numbers ten and a half, um, I'm going to lay it with Tampa. Um, I make it eleven and a half. Not that there's like a big difference between the numbers, like eleven a dead number, obviously. But like, if we go back to a couple weeks ago when the Chiefs hosted the Giants on Monday night. The Chiefs closed like 10, 10 and a half in that, in that game. Like, are, are we really going to say that like Tampa and Kansas City are like identical? Cause like, I definitely disagree with that. Um, I think the Bucs are the best team in football, despite the loss last week to Washington. I still think this is going to be your Super Bowl champion when it's all said and done. So like, I, I that's an easy play against for me. So, uh, I, I think I'm going to end up playing Tampa. I actually don't think I would bet the Giants in this game. I think wow. I would need like, 14 to play the Giants, and that's obviously never going to get there. So Tampa or nothing for me on Monday night. You created a natural segue for me. You brought up my favorite team, the Washington football team, who won inexplicably last week. I'm like, you, I want them to lose every single game. Um, and now this week they are three-point dogs, the Washington football team, against the Carolina Panthers. I checked you out on the Sports Me app, and I saw your take about the, the, the Panthers getting three points with Cam Newton back. But I want the people to hear your take on this game. What's your, what's your, what's your lean? Because I'm going with the Washington football team to cover the number. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I love Washington here. I feel like, how can this number ever be three or three and a half? It's like facts, not in evidence. It's like people are like, oh, well, Cam Newton had two touchdowns last week for Carolina. It's like now all of a sudden, like he's back to being old Cam Newton. It's like, or he's terrible. And he was brutal <laughs> last year for the Patriots. I mean, it's just like, like we all saw this last year. And now like the expectation is that like Cam's going to roll out of bed here and he's going to be awesome on Sunday. Like, I think he's like an amazing red zone weapon. I think he's a borderline Hall of Fame player, like for the balance of his career. But I mean, I, I don't think he's going to play well in this game here. It's one of those where if like for, and it would never happen, but if like Washington were favored by three, I would take Carolina. Carolina's favored by three. I take Washington. Um, Not that Carolina can't or won't win and cover the spread. Um, Washington, along with Atlanta tonight, um, the plus seven or plus six and a half against the Patriots are the two easiest bets to make the entire week. So yeah, I'm, I'm on Washington here. Like I, I, we, Ken and I talked about this game literally on Monday, just like, how could, how could this ever be the spread? I made it one. So, uh, yeah, Washington plus three or plus three and a half. Uh, one of my favorite bets of the week. Really quickly, does anything in this game being, you know, Cam Newton back against Ron Rivera, the guy who loves him but wouldn't bring him back to this team that's decimated the quarterback position, any type of motivation or, like, revenge play into your assessment of this game where you're just literally just betting the number because you would bet it either way, you just said? 
Yeah, we bet it either way. And also, I think like stuff like that's like overblown because like the intimation is not like Cam's going to like try harder because it's against Washington. Like, I mean, he's back in the National Football League. He hasn't played this entire season. I would imagine he'd be pretty pumped up and would have the same level of like a focus no matter who they're playing. I just think I think stuff like that is fun for like us like media types to talk about. I don't know that it necessarily matters. Like athletes, I'm sure would say like, yeah, like I, I want to beat this guy more. But do I think it matters in terms of a handicap? No, I just think it's like a fun way for people to be like, oh, well, I like Carolina because Cam wants to stick it to Ron. Like or like he he wants to do well against everybody he plays against. So like I I don't really care about stuff like that. One of the fishiest lines, Nick, to me feels like the Colts at Buffalo. Colts seven point dogs. Colts have been very consistent all season with their defense, running the ball. Carson Wentz hasn't been terrible. Buffalo coming off of a huge win. What's your feel for this game? Uh it feels to me like I should jump on the Colts at plus seven. Yeah, I, I I bet the Colts um plus uh plus seven and a half um when it hit seven and a half um I think it was yesterday or two days ago. All these days kind of bleed together during the football season, don't they? Yeah, Especially when you're on the air every day. It's yeah. like it's just hard to tell. Um so I'm on the Colts plus seven and a half. Here's kind of the rationale behind it. Like A, like I have a number edge in this game. I made it five and a half, so anything above seven I'm in on Indianapolis. B, I feel like there's an on field handicap that kinda of leads there. Now we want to make sure that Darius Leonard will see if he ends up playing in this game. He's dealing with an ankle injury, obviously. So we'll see if he ends up playing, but uh, either way, I like the Colts. You know, Brian, uh, Sean McDermott, Bill's head coach, saying after the win on Sunday at the Jets that Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, like adjusted the offense, did what he had to do. Like they're, stop, they're not throwing it downfield on every play. They ran the ball a lot, a lot in that game with Brita, with Moss, and with Devin Singletary. Um, they're not going to be able to do that and run effectively, I don't think, against Indianapolis and against that defensive front. Um, and on the flip side here, I like this Colts offensive line to open up holes in the running game for Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Colts here. I think seven's okay. Like, seven and a half is better, and maybe we get there again before kickoff on Sunday. But, uh, Patrista, I am on Indianapolis. Uh, Nick, any thoughts on Packers-Vikings coming up on Sunday where you got the Packers right now on the road? They're one-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm hearing that Minnesota actually closer to kickoff might be favored in this game, might be more closer to a pick Um, uh, The total's already been hit. It's 47-and-a-half. Anything you're playing? Uh, I lean towards the over, but uh, I like the Packers, um, like, a lot. Uh, I I kind of like don't understand like like the respect that Minnesota's getting here. I feel yeah. like it's because people feel like well like Green Bay's got lucky or like something like that. Like whatever. All I know is that like they win all the time. I trust I trust the Packers a lot more than I do the Vikings in this situation. Also, Minnesota loves losing close games that they should probably mm-hmm. win. Um, yeah, and also I and also I made the game three and a half. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna bet gonna bet the Packers. I haven't yet. Yeah, I'm going to wait to see um, what kind of number I can get with the Packers coming up on Sunday. But, yeah, I, w- I will be on Green Bay in some fashion coming up on Sunday. Why do you think the market like always seems to be off on Green Bay? I mean, they're 9-1 and one again this year against the spread. They're the best team in the league against the spread. And I feel like the last three years, especially since LaFleur's like, taken over, it's always the same thing where you get them at a decent price every week, you know? Yeah, I think it's I think it's because like you know I you know we can go back a couple of years ago the first Lafleur year when they lost to the Niners in the NFC Championship game and like look like they yeah. luck boxed a lot of wins that year I was I said it the entire year I was betting against them every week I was losing every week and I feel like like advanced metrics kind of like are not always in Green Bay's favor but you know the way that they play games with like Rogers kind of like chewing up the clock like he's the maestro man like he's conducting that orchestra and he's a master of his craft so I feel like it's like with with not the same thing as Tennessee but maybe like somewhat yeah. similar where, like, maybe that the market respect isn't there, but they end up with, like, covering a lot of spreads. Like, I don't think it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. I don't like Tennessee this week. I like Green Bay this week. But um, I think maybe that's one of the reasons why. I think it's actually pretty dumb, um, considering Green Bay, like, wins and covers a lot. So, yeah, I'll be on the Packers this week. Nick, we got about 60 seconds left in this uh, segment here. Can you give us your favorite plays for the weekend? Any uh, uh, props you may be leaning or sides? Anything. 
totals. We'll take yeah, it so yeah, so we hit Quincy, we hit like a bunch of the games that I like already. Let me see here. I got I'll be really quick here. I'm just opening up the board. Um it would be Jets or nothing for me against the Dolphins. Yeah. I haven't bet yet. Do you like the under in that game? Random, I'm going to put you on the the spot here. Do you like the under in that game? We talked to Alan Bell yesterday. He loves the under. I had to agree with him. What about you? Um, Let me see what I make this here. Um, I have my stuff from um, Monday. If you give me a moment here, and then I can kind of roll through. I don't know. Where the hell is this stuff? Right now we got it at 45 uh, on BetMGM. I'm just trying to see, like, what I'm – I made it 44. I have nothing there. Go play for me on that. I slight lean towards the under. Um, I'm going to bet the Saints. I'm going to wait until Sunday on the road in Philly. Philly always gets support. I think I'm going to get a three with New Orleans or a two and a half. So I'm going to bet New Orleans. Um, once Lamar Jackson practices tomorrow, we've seen this a couple times this year when he doesn't practice with a non-COVID illness, yeah. uh, whatever <laughs> exactly. it is, like he'll practice tomorrow. This number is going to go back up. Um, Ravens four, four and a half, five. Um, bet for me on the road in Chicago. I'm on the Texans. I have ten and a half. I think ten's okay. Um, on the road in Tennessee against the Titans. We mentioned the Colts. We mentioned Washington. We mentioned Dallas. Um, yeah, and we mentioned Tampa. So that, that, I think we've hit pretty much all my favorite NFL plays this week. Well, thank you, Nick. You always give us great insight. I can't wait to look uh, – well, I look forward to having you every single week here here at BetMGM. Thank you for joining the show. That was Nick Costos of You Better You Bet. That show, of course, a part of the BetQL Network, literally weekdays 3 to 7 p.m. And also Sunday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, right before Inside the Betting Lines, he has a show. You Better You Bet, of course, again.